Injuries have exposed the Islanders' lack of depth on the blue line. We'll break that down, including where is Robin Sallow. We'll tell you how the Islanders can beat the Blue Jackets in the battle for fifth place tonight. And we have a player from the 80s as our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today. Thank you for being part of the Locked On Islanders family and for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, comment you'd like to make about something we discussed on the show, or a topic you'd like us to talk about on an upcoming episode, please feel free to email us. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, We're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. I'll give you instant insight and, and analysis, and... It's always great to interact with fans during the game and at any time. So, we now know Scotty Mayfield is gone for the season, or at least close to it. Uh, Realistically, I don't see the need to bring Mayfield back at this point if the Islanders are not in playoff contention. And surprise, surprise, the Islanders are not in playoff contention. If it's a four to six week injury from a week ago and there were five weeks left in the season, optimistically, maybe a week or 10 days, three games, let's say, is the most you could get from Scotty Mayfield for the rest of the season. And unless there's a playoff berth on the line, and there won't be, I don't see the reason to risk re-injury, aggravating the injury, uh, or even to not go with an alternative player, a younger player, and see what they can do. And the thing is, as far as the Islanders are concerned, and we talked about this on this show before the season started, as the season was starting, really after Nick Letty was dealt to the Detroit Red Wings. The Islanders do not have a lot of depth in their organization 
right now on defense. And look, we've discussed on the show right now, Noah Dobson is the only real legitimate puck-moving defenseman among the top six. Other players can do it, but they're not elite or very good even at skating the puck from the defensive zone to the neutral zone or making that perfect outlet pass that allows the transition game to set up offense well. This this defensive core is just not built that way. And when you've dealt in consecutive off-seasons, Devon Taves and Nick Letty, and you don't have a mobile defenseman to replace them, you have a problem. And now that Mayfield is no longer available, you know, Sebastian Ajo has not proven that he's the guy. And, and Ajo can provide a little bit of skating and a little bit of offense, but his lack of size and his inability to play in his own zone, just, he really seems like an all-star at the AHL level, but a seventh defenseman at best at the NHL level. Grant Hutton came up, didn't play horribly on Sunday, but didn't really look great either. And, you know, Parker Wotherspoon has been called up for a game or two, uh, but everyone's asking about Robin Sallow. Sallow is considered the best uh, defense prospect in the organization right now, at least among those who are close to being NHL ready. But look, so far, we've seen Parker Wotherspoon get called up early in March. Now we have seen Grant Hutton get called up late in March. We haven't seen Robin Sallow called up. And Earlier in the month, when asked about this, Barry Trotz said, Sallow, quote, hasn't played as well as he's needed to play. He should have an impact and be the, de- the best defenseman down there, that being Bridgeport, and he hasn't been. So the Islanders are kind of hesitating on Robin Sallow at this point. And basically saying that the kid hasn't earned a call-up to the Islanders because he just hasn't played well enough to earn the call-up. And yeah, I can understand that because Sallow has indeed struggled over the course of this season, not not so much struggled, but as Barry Trot said, you know, if he's ready for the NHL, he should be and shoulders the best defenseman at the AHL level playing for Bridgeport, and he hasn't done that, which is a disappointment. Now, Salo played 18 games for the Islanders. Many of them were during that difficult stretch where half the team was and I mean literally almost half the team, was out with COVID and or injuries. 18 games with the Islanders this year. One goal, three assists, a minus four on the plus minus. Not exactly, you know, terrible numbers, but not exactly great numbers. Um, 
obviously Trotz is sending a message to Robin Sallow. We need more from you. Not that they're giving up on Sallow. Not that Sallow is all of a sudden no longer a prospect. But realistically, Robin Sallow needs to pick up his game and show the Islanders more if he hopes to earn a spot. Now, before this season is over and there are 18 games left on the schedule, I want to see Robin Sallow play at least five or six, maybe closer to nine or ten more games with the Islanders. And the AHL season will come to a close. It'll only benefit Sallow to see more action with the big club, but he's got to earn it. And hopefully the message that Trotz sent earlier this month to Robin Sallow will get through to him and we'll see Sallow pick up his game and earn that trip up to the Islanders to close out the season. Meanwhile, on defense, the Islanders need more mobility, more youth, more speed, and that is something that will not obviously be addressed until the offseason by Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz. The Islanders right now are four points behind the Columbus Blue Jackets. They start a home-and-home against Columbus tonight. We will preview the game and tell you what the Islanders need to do to beat the Jackets. That and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it, you'll find it at BetOnline. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked on Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Islanders, uh, going to face the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's a home-and-home series uh, tonight in Columbus. It's a 7 o'clock Eastern time start. And then Thursday, it will be back at the UBS Arena, also a 7 o'clock start. So, look, the Islanders come into this game four points behind the Jackets with two games in hand. You do that, and you pass Columbus to take fifth place in the Metropolitan Division. Going to be tough to get any higher than that, but it wouldn't hurt to pass the Jackets and do that. So let's take a look at Columbus and what the Islanders need to do in order to win this hockey game tonight. The Blue Jackets... Their big issue, unlike the Islanders, is defense. Columbus 13th in the league in goals scored. That's a little above the middle of the pack. But they are 30th out of 32 teams 
in goals allowed. Special teams a little below average. The power play 21st in the league, 19.2% success rate. The penalty kill 20th with a 77.5% success rate. And one thing that the Blue Jackets do well, they are 6th in the league in shooting percentage as a team with a 10.7% success rate. Goaltending has been an issue. Elvis Merzlinkins, 3.39 goals against average and a 9.03 save percentage. Neither of those are great numbers. He's 22-15-5 on the year. Columbus can put the puck in the net. Now, they're without backup goalie Eunice Corpusalo, a familiar name to Islanders fans, if you go back far enough, is now the backup to Merz-Lincolns, and we'll see whether we see J.F. Barubi in either of these two games coming up tonight and Thursday. And very little Quinnette, and we know some of these names. Patrick, 20 goals to lead the team. He is always a dangerous goal scorer and capable of putting up big numbers. Oliver Bjorkstrand, 23 goals. Boone Jenner, 23 goals. And one of the better setup men in the league, Jakub Voracek. Only five goals in 63 games. But 43 assists for Voracek. He's third on the team with 48 points. Again, there is talent on this uh, Blue Jackets team, but the consistency hasn't been there throughout the course of the season, and it has seriously cost the Blue Jackets uh, their lack of team defense. And it's not just the Blue Liners. The issue for the Blue Jackets is in part that their forwards don't come back and back check. Columbus is sort of the opposite of the Islanders. The Islanders are this defense first team that occasionally gets enough offense to win hockey games by a couple of goals. The Blue Jackets are a good offensive team that occasionally gets enough goaltending and defense to win some hockey games. So, It's a little bit of a a mirror image for the Islanders. And as far as the Islanders are concerned, uh, they need to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that Columbus's shaky defense should give them. And part of that is going to be the power play. Part of that is going to be Andrews Lee and Brock Nelson, who have both been so red hot, continuing to put the puck on the net, and I expect that Matt Barzal should have a lot of room to maneuver on the ice against Columbus, a team that doesn't backcheck as well, whose defense is mediocre. This is an opportunity for Barzi to create with his skating, but the key for Matthew Barzal will be to actually do the creating, not just holding on to the puck indefinitely and you know yeah okay you're playing keep away you're holding on to possession but it has to lead to something and when Barzi is on his game it does when he's not on his game it tends to not do so so as we mentioned Elvis Merz-Lincolns and J.F. Barube are the goalies the injuries 
Carpasala, oh, their backup goalie. Alexander Texier is on IR. Boone Jenner currently on IR. And Daniil Tarasov on IR. So those are the injured players of the Islanders, again, taking advantage of some of the holes in its lineup. And hopefully they can do that. One other player that I want perspective that has been disappointing. Well, I'm going to name two. Uh, disappointing offensively and need to get going. Uh, J, uh, definitely J.G. Pajot. We need more from him offensively, although he does a lot of other things well. And uh, Anthony Bavillier, who passes well, but isn't consistent enough. So here's the line combinations for Columbus. Jack Roslovich centers Gustav Nyquist and Patrick Lane on a talented top-line Cole Sillinger, whose dad a few years in the late 2000s. Uh, he centers the second line with Voracek to his right, Bjorkstrand, uh, excuse me, Voracek to his left, Bjorkstrand to his right. Sean Curley is the third-line pivot with Eric Robinson and Justin Danforth on his wings, and Brandon uh, Gauntz and is the center of the fourth line with Emil Bemstrom and Igor uh, Chinakov on either side of him. On defense, again, this is an area the Islanders should be able to exploit. Zach Wierenski and Andrew Peak are the top pair. Jake Bean and Vladislav Gavrikov are the second pair. And then Dean Kukin and Adam Boakvist are the third pair. Islanders got to score at least three in this game. Again, do that, they should be able to come away with a couple of points. Road game tonight be a challenge, but hopefully the Islanders will be equal to. When we come back, we have our Islanders birthday of the day, uh, a forward from the '80s who, you know, had a couple of very solid seasons for the Islanders. We'll talk about him and some more parting thoughts about the defense uh, and the depth or lack thereof in this organization. All that still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You could save time and money when using Rock Auto, so why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more from the same, for the same parts from a chain, store, or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business, have been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they've got everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We are going to go back to the mid to late 80s and wish a very happy birthday to former Islanders forward Richard Crom. Crom turning 
58 years old today, the native of Trail, British Columbia, originally drafted by the Calgary Flames in the second round back in 1982, had 103 points in 72 games for the Portland Winterhawks in the Western League in juniors back in 82-83, played three seasons with the Flames before being dealt late in the year in 85-86 to the Islanders and stayed with the Isles through part of the 1991-92 season, actually played in one game in 92-93. We're going to go back and look at one of Richard Crom's better games. He's more of a two-way forward, uh, never really put up big, big numbers for the New York Islanders. Most goals he had with the Isles in a season was 12, but you know, a solid positional player and a useful forward. We take you back to October 16th, 1986 at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Islanders taking on the Washington Capitals. Capitals going with Pete Peters in goal. You might remember Peters. He was the goalie for the Flyers when the Islanders won their first Stanley Cup back in 1980. And of course, Billy Smith, who was the Islanders goalie in that cup-clinching game in 1980. He's the Islanders goalie again here six years later. Islanders get on the board just 13 seconds into the game. Pat Flatley is first of the year from Brent Sutter and Brian Curran. Isles quickly up one to nothing, but the Capitals answer quickly. One minute and one second after the Flatley goal, Lou Francis Getty, his first of the year unassisted, tying the game at one. And then Hall of Famer Larry Murphy, his first from Craig Lachlan and Greg Adams at 5-12. Islanders now trailing 2-1, and we're only 5 minutes and 12 seconds into the game. Michael Pavanka heads off for holding for Washington. Islanders get a power play, and Brian Trottier gets his first goal of the year. Dennis Potvin and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Richard Crom with the assist at 8-39. We're deadlocked at 2 apiece. Then with Brian Curran in the box for the Islanders for tripping, a shorthanded goal by Brent Sutter, his third, unassisted. After one period, it's 3-2 to two in favor of the Islanders. Alan Kerr heads off for holding, and Craig Lachlan scores. Yeah, the same Craig Lachlan who does commentary for the Capitals' television broadcast now. He gets his second of the year. Larry Murphy, Stevens with the assist at 2.59. And all of a sudden, it's a 3-3 game. The Islanders answer later in the period. Bob Basson is first from Gord Deneen at 13:59, 4-3-Isles after 40 minutes. In the third, Miko Makala strikes for the Islanders. His second of the year, Pat LaFontaine and Ari Hanpa with the assist at 54 seconds. And then our Islanders' birthday of the day goes to work. Richard Crom is first of the year. From Dwayne Sutter at 1.59. And then four minutes and five seconds later, Richard Crom, his second of the year. Brian Trache and Dwayne Sutter with the helpers. A late goal by Mike Gartner, his third from Pavanka and John Blum gets the Capitals closer, but not close enough. Islanders skate away with a 7-4 win in this one. 24 saves for Hall of Famer Billy Smith, but for Richard Crom. <clears throat> excuse me, our Islanders' birthday of the day, two goals, three points. He was a plus one, 
and he had five of the Islanders' 32 shots on goal in this game. That was the most on the team. So Richard Crom, who turns 58 years old today, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. So the battle for fifth place tonight, the Islanders need to win both of these games to pull even in points with two games in hand on Columbus. Now, they have to win them both in regulation. Let's take them one game at a time. Let's get the two points tonight. That would be a big help for this Islanders team. And as far as the defense is concerned, yeah, I like the idea of sending Robin Sallow a message that we need more from you. But now Robin Sallow has to answer the call and get the message through and and respond in a positive way. If he can do that, he'll get another call up this year. And boy, the Islanders could use the potential that Robin Sallow brings to the table. And I really do want to see what this kid can do before the season is over. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will be back tomorrow with uh, our key takeaways and our weekly farm report. So make sure that you definitely join us for that. Looking forward to that as the Bridgeport Islanders battle for playoff positioning, trying to get in to that last playoff spot in uh, their division. And boy, uh, it would be a big benefit to this organization if the AHL affiliate can make the playoffs this year. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast. And of course, let's go Islanders.